Welcome back, everybody, to another fun-filled episode of the We Are Adult Show, brought to you by Hoppyhead Productions. I'm your host, Sean, co-host Danny Groves. What's up, man? Oh, man. If only I would have taken... Apparently, um, even your dad thinks I should have taken my uh, wife's name, changed my name to my wife's name, as opposed to making her... <laughs> change her name to mine. You're just ahead of the times, bro. You're just ahead of the times. And he, he's wanting me to be D-E-G. He wants me to D-E-B. So you can just call me Deb, I guess. Deb. Deb. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, man. Now, Deb, entering, entering the podcast. What's up, Deb? Hey, Deb. Call yeah, Deb. I, I mean, it, I guess one of the one of the funny things about uh, my wife's family, like her... Uh, Brother, dad, grandfather, and great-grandfather were all named uh, Charles. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, Charlie. <laughs> so Charlie four. Brown! Charlie Brown! Charlie. What a clown! Charlie Brown! Do, do, do! This is what I said. Man, I haven't heard that song in a long time. Why does everybody always pick it? I, don't, I haven't heard the original version for a long time. I've heard the Voodoo Glow Skulls cover more recently. That's why. That's the one I was talking about. I haven't heard that one in a long time. They're coming out with new music. A new album is dropping soon for them. Really? Like in May. Yes. They got a new lead singer, but the rest of the band is the same. Really? Yes. Okay. They, have, they have. I think already have one video from, and single from the um, new album up on YouTube where you can watch it. And they're supposed to be coming out with the second one soonish. They teased it this week. Hmm. Who do voodoo? We do. Fuck you. Voodoo, I still got that shit. I still got that shit stuck in my head, man. I know, man. Uh, I thought too young for them, but apparently, if they're still making music, then you know, I guess the kids today aren't even young for them. Yeah. Well, my um, yeah, my uh, my buddy's dad used to be a big Voodoo Glow Skulls um fan and kind of and generally kind of uh knew them as well and then i don't remember the singer's name but he used to be best friends with some kind of crazy um like very very you know um small musician who used to like dress up and like make up and sing about like the worshiping the devil and stuff it was uh that guy was pretty funny too um i never saw him play but it was kind of funny he actually uh installed i think the water heater in my in my mom's uh garage like one one time like 15 years ago or some crazy shit like that like i was still in high school when the guy did it but yeah he used to be a musician um as well so i that's the reason why i know voodoo is because of uh mike d's dad tom thank you tom um not 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 tom brown it's tom d yeah no tom d <laughs> am i uh so i like i see i saw them a few times live especially like when their first couple albums were out like in 95 early and then they owned a record store over by uh, norda vista and one of their albums they had a thing where if you bought the record from them you got tickets to go to a special concert mm-hmm. um that was like basically opening up the tour and so my, me and my buddy went to go get tickets and we were there i mean the buy the cds and they get the tickets and we were there, they're all in the parking lot, like the whole band was. And I was like, oh, we, we can go, like the band's there. And then I looked over and it's like, oh, yeah, they're saying, they're all saying like goodbye to their like wives and or girlfriends um, mm-hmm. before they went on the road. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to interrupt that, um, that moment. Hey guys, I'm, I'm a fan. Can you, can you stop hugging your wife and tell her to stop crying? Cause she's ruining the mood for me so I can get a, like get your autograph or something. <laughs> And this is also, you know, pre-cell phone days. Back when we lived life and didn't, through, through our eyes, not through a lens, Sean. Like all you damn millennials and millennials, <laughs> whatever else there is to make fun of by old boomers like me. I don't so, have to tell you. I don't either. I just, it, uh, you know, I guess that's just the thing to always say. I was watching a thing with Bill Burr and he was still complaining about millennials too. And it's like, dude... Like, millennials are old now. They're not the ones causing problems. It's the kids. Like, it's, like the millennials' kids are the ones causing problems, not the millennials. 
The kids aren't all right. No. Fuck the kids, like Nortex says. <laughs> uh... So, Sean, there's a, a small coincidence between our beverages of choice today. Is there? Oh, yeah. I did I did get my photo to you before the show started, so. Yes. Oh, man. Our, both of our uh, beverages were double-wrapped. Were they? Mine wasn't double wrapped. Oh, I thought you. Had, oh, I thought you, know, you at least have a cork. Mine was double wrapped. Mine had a cap and a cork. Yeah, I didn't have a cap. I just had a cork. Okay. I like when uh, I like when they uh, brand their name on the cork. I the... mine did too. I, I didn't uh, uh, save the cork, but yeah, they they put their logo on the cork as well. Mm-hmm. Fancy. So what are you drinking, man? So I am drinking. Spone by uh, Jester King Brewing in Texas. It's a S-P-O-N. It's their 2020. It was blended on September 29th of 2020. It is a blend of three different vintages of 2017, 2018, and 2019 of 100% spontaneously uh, fermented beer. They mix water from their well with local grains and a turbid mash. Boil the wort for hours with aged hops from the attic of our barn. Chill the wort overnight in our cool ship. 100% spontaneously ferment the beer with native yeast and bacteria and mature for years in oak barrels before blending it and naturally refermenting and natural refermentation in the bottle. The resulting beer is a unique reflection of the Texas Hill Country and the ecology of the Texas winter. The people of Jester King. This is a long fucking intro to get to a beer. <laughs> and it's a tiny little bottle too so they had to put it like in like extra small print to fit it all on there did you like did you use your phone to like zoom in and take a picture so you could read it with your old man no but i had to like you know do one of those things where i had to find the right distance from my face to where i could see it more clearly <laughs> oh man it's good though it's really good it's good it's almost to the point of being like a little too tart, but not quite. Like the maltiness kind of, like right when you're about ready to hit the, my teeth are like melting and my acid is reflexing, um, the malts kick in and just and save you and and makes it delicious. And you can, you can definitely smell and taste that his head was like barrel aged. Like there's you know and that, or or it could have just been that some of the cork fell in when I was trying to get it out. Yeah. But there's. Some kind of a woody taste to it. Oh man, but that's one brewery my wife definitely wants to go to is Jester King, especially <laughs> because they have good food mm-hmm. and they have it's a goat farm in addition to being a brewery nice. and a farm. So if you go during the spring, you get to, they, you like they just like you get to hang out with the baby goats. And they do they pre pandemic they were doing goat they would do goat yogas goat yoga so you would be out there like doing yoga and the goats would run around and like jump on you and stuff and <laughs> they like, would live stream them and then we saw there was one where a lady was like basically just being forced to sit crisscross applesauce because like a baby goat like jumped in her lap and fell asleep. <laughs> this is hard to do yoga with a goat sleeping on you. Right, but when they're doing like all like the different like like leaning and kneeling positions and a goat comes and jumps on your back like you're a mountain <laughs> that probably sucks even more because you're like okay i can't be here very much longer but i also don't want to bother bother this uh adorable baby goat just like there's a, a brewery in ohio somewhere called that's basically like a pig farm and uh it's for wooly pigs wooly pig brewery mm-hmm. so they have like the the pigs that look like sheep basically out there roaming around so that's 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 that second. That's the second brewery she wants to travel to. Now, if they now if only somewhere there was a brewery that also had baby rabbits, she would be set. <laughs> She'd be super so, set, huh? Super set, exactly. So, what are you drinking? So I changed it up. Um, so I am drinking a mead from Superstition Meadery in Prescott, Arizona. This is a blackberry, blueberry, raspberry mead with vanilla. Coming in at a strong 13.5% ABV. 
Um, this is something that I'm sure your wife would really enjoy. It's a the berries is just very um, focused. You know, I think the vanilla gives it like a nice um, kind of smooth taste in the background. It's not really too present, but you know, it's kind of trying to keep everything together. Um, it almost feels, I think I get blackberry the most out of the three different berries that are in there, but man, it just tastes like you're just, you're just drinking berry juice, man. I, I mean, at 13.5, this is a dangerous game. It's, uh, it's pretty good. And it's, if you definitely want something different, um, you don't want wine or a beer. Um, this is definitely something I would recommend picking up. Oh man, I, I've had a few of their meads and they're all pretty good. I've never had one that I did not like. Um, they do a good job of like of it not being super like sweet and syrupy, but having a excellent flavor. Excellent, as Mister Burns would say. Yes, excellent. But yeah, um, it's a nice, it's a good sized bottle. It gave me almost. Good. Um, it, it filled up my wine glass pretty good. It's a 375 mil. So, um, no, I was uh, I was very pleased with it. I have some other meads in my uh, keyser that I got to get through too. So I'm sure I'll pop another barrel one of these weeks. Or another bottle another one of these weeks as well. Because I got to get through beer. I already have another box from Tavor coming, but luckily this one's a lot smaller. <laughs> so I can get caught up. So our beer our our bottle our beer another coincidence is our beer bottles are the same size. <laughs> Except mine's in English. Oh, gotcha. oh mine's in Ameri mine's in American and yours is in European. Oh the bottle? That, yes, because mine's twelve point six eight ounces. Uh gotcha. The bottle's like very tall and and slender it's fancy it, yes as i'm My, drinking i have a wine glass with it I'm, yeah well you gotta you, you gotta feel fancy drink out of the fancy glass with the fancy beer i got my pinky out just for good measure i'm elevating this show by one percent today you're welcome see you're doing what you, you you're you're following through with your new year's resolution <laughs> That is true. Oh, man. But speaking of classy beers, Sean, man, so funny story came out of um, Fox News. Um, Donald Trump's former economic advisor was kind of went on, went on Fox News to warn of the perils of the new Green Deal and all the new evils that the, de the Democrats want to force on us. And apparently one of the... Um, um, evils is that they're going to force Americans to drink, in his words, plant-based beer. Plant-based beer. Yes. Do and where do we even start with this conversation? I mean, do they understand the four basic basic ingredients? <laughs> right, like um. Every time I saw, either heard it brought up or saw it brought up on social media, people were asking, wait, where's the meat-based beers that I've been missing out on? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, I know of oyster stouts or oyster right. beer, so there's that, but it's not – it's like a very small niche in the beer community. <laughs> Yeah, unless this guy—that's all this guy knows about. This guy just chugs oyster oyster stouts all day. Oyster stouts and sours all day, man. This guy's ahead of his time, man. He's right. Really going out of his way. <laughs> Apparently, you know, like you know the the you know the German purity laws are definitely um, some social justice warrior, you know, limpard shit for you know deck for centuries because that's all you've been allowed to put in beer is the four basic groups. You know, maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe they think because fish live in the water that the water is like basically soup, fish soup, so it's meat. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I know modern times um, labels all their beers as being um, vegan. Mm -hmm. And um, 
So I was, and when I first saw that, I kind of looked into it. I'm like, so what's what's not vegan about beer? Like the first time I had Modern Times. And so some some beers, especially like in Ireland, like with like uh, Guinness and st- stuff, they um they'll use like a fish bladder to as a filter. Correct. But the, uh, and that's so, interesting because um champagne, you know, cheaper uh, wines and champagne also use um, animal byproducts to filter as well. So if you are trying to um, look for a vegan champagne or wine, um, you definitely have to be careful on what you're looking for. And you're probably going to pay a little bit more than, you know, that cheap bottle of wine. But we have a national tragedy out of this story, Sean, already. One one, one brave hero has already fallen. Oh, no. To the the liberal ways. Damn it. Coors is made in organic beer. Organic beer? Yes. <laughs> so basically a beer that has doesn't have any products that uh, feature like pesticides and stuff like that? I'm guessing, yes. Or they're just... Um, Trying to capitalize? On marketing. Yeah. Pay, make them pay more for the same beer? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, that's isn't that what uh, capitalism and marketing is? Is just a way to make people pay more for nothing? Exactly. Like how something is uh, on sale, but really they just upped the price and made the sale price the same price that you could usually get it throughout the year. Exactly. Like, <laughs> when um, J.C. Penney, they're like, we're gonna do away with um coupons and sales. We're gonna have our, an everyday low price, and they kind of did like the Kohl's model is the same way, where it's like. These shorts normally retail for eighty dollars, but you get them today for forty dollars. Mm. Ooh, these 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 thirty five dollars shorts are only going for forty eighty forty dollars. Like unless you have like coupons, then it's like then you can get it for free. It's weird how like if you're dumb to go to Kohl's without a coupon, then you're just gonna get ripped off because you they have to make money from somebody and it's not the coupon people. <laughs> right. Uh, so uh, you uh, went on an adventure. I went on an adventure. Um, so I was on vacation this week, so I had some time on my hands. So um, I tr- instead of uh, just sitting around the house playing video games and doing landscaping projects, I decided to go out to the beach. So I went to Island State Park, uh, which is south of Seaside. Uh, For those of you that don't live in New Jersey, this is north of Atlantic City um, on the peninsula that doesn't touch Atlantic City. So it's right over there. Um, On the way, though, we did stop at uh, Tom's River, which does have a mellow mushroom, which uh, they have some fantastic pizza. There's one in Denver that we had where they screwed up my order, but the pizza was still good. Man, I've so we've been there twice because um, it's about an hour and it's like an hour and like five minutes or something like that um, to get there to from my house. So it does take a bit of a drive to get to uh, Mellow Mushroom, but man, dude, the pizzas are just so good. And I had a uh, margarita on the rocks with like an aged um, tequila, which was also good. So nothing like eating pizza and drinking uh mixed drinks at noon on a <laughs> on a on a wednesday afternoon so it was nice and peaceful nobody was around to to uh bug us i mean yeah because that's the rule it's like uh it's, it's not alcoholism if you're on vacation exactly because um, i only I'll only eat out if i could sit outside right now like i don't trust i don't trust people inside all them coughing and shit with their mask not on, walking around. That's like the one thing that I think that annoys me the most is like people don't understand. It's like you can only have your mask off when you're sitting down. Once you get up, you're you're back on restrictions. Right, and people are like, well, what, what's the difference? And the difference is, is them's the rules. Yeah. Like, you know, you, I've never nobody's ever complained about having to wear a shirt to go like to the grocery store or to a restaurant. Except, yeah. oh, 
yesterday we went to um, met up with a couple people at the Bootleggers Brewery in Fullerton, uh, patio seating. And when you get there, there's a guy. He had, he took off his shirt and was trying on. There was like a group of people. There was like a couple guys and a couple girls. And he took off his shirt and was trying on a bikini that went top that one of the girls had in a bag, like she bought it. Yeah. And then we looked over at one point, and he was like pretty drunk because he was barely standing, and his pants were like a couple inches down on his ass. So it was, but yeah, and he had no shirt on and no shoes on. <laughs> He was getting ready to go straight up wear the full bikini, huh? I guess, man. No no mask. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know, man. People are just like, like, wow, we can get drunk in public again? Let's do it. Let's make fools of ourselves. Yeah. No, I hear you, man. I'm like, I'm shocked like uh, Brownie went to Vegas, man. That's crazy. I can't even imagine. Yeah, I know. I know. I know somebody else that went to Vegas, and I'm even more shocked about them because they're a little more uh, germaphobic than the average person. So, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, I've been. I've. I think I became. I feel like I don't know if I've just always been a germaphobic since this, but man, dude, like even like at restaurants or not at restaurants, like at supermarkets and going to Home Depot, I always wipe down the cart even before like lockdown and stuff. But man, now I feel like. I'm just leading the way, but yeah, just watching people, like, the funny thing is, too, is, like, people will be walking around, and then they'll start talking on their cell phone, and, like, pull their mask down, I'm like, what are you doing, man? Like, if the call's that important, just go out to your car or something. <laughs> just come back later. Well, it's even better when people, you know, have a very, like, uh, long, drawn-out conversation on speakerphone in the grocery store when it's packed, and then they get <laughs> mad at you, like, interact in the conversation because it's private, it's like, well, obviously it's not, because I'm hearing both sides of it. <laughs> once you put it on a speakerphone it's not a private conversation anymore and anybody should be able to um add to the conversation right it's like a it's like a group meeting <laughs> it's like if you're standing on this on a street corner talking to a friend but you have a megaphone and you're like like you're a street preacher and then somebody comes up and interacts you're like whoa 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 stay out of this i'm not talking to you i'm talking to this person only nice. people People just suck. Yeah. That's one thing I do like about, oh, I will miss about the masks when they go away is um, just my ability to ignore people is a lot easier at work. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't hear you. <laughs> yeah, especially like, because I'll have my headphones in and the mask on and some people come up to me and like, I'll make, the, usually they have to repeat themselves at least three times. Before you'll give them the satisfaction? Well, no, because it's like the first one is to get my attention. The second one is like, I think they're talking to me. And then the third one is like, wait, were you talking to me? And then they say, and I'm like, oh, okay. And then <laughs> I decide whether I want to, like, I heard them and continue the conversation, or I didn't hear them and just want to pretend like I heard them in, in the conversation. <laughs> right. Oh, that's too funny. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we ended up... Um, so after Tom's River, we went over and uh, we stopped at the... Uh, we stopped at the uh, at the beach. So um, this was definitely a pretty nice state park. There was a lot of different um, areas that you could uh, kind of break off into and park. So it seemed like as soon as you entered the state park, there was like two areas you could go swimming in. And they had like bigger buildings with restrooms and stuff like that. But once you kind of went past that, the swimming part... Um, you were kind of left to yourself and whatever happened, happened out there. Like there's no restrooms, there's no nothing out there. So you just find one of the small little parking lots and then you could walk over to the beach and hang out, um, over there. But it was a pretty nice day. The, the one thing that was crazy though, Danny, is that cause it's, there's sand dunes around. Um, so like when you're in the parking lot, it was like hot because it was a warmer day, so I was like, oh, it'll be a great day to go to the beach. So it was it was nice and warm. As soon as you get to, like, the other side of the dune from the walk path and you're on the beach, it's, like, instantly, like, free, like cold. Like, the wa the wind is starting to blow. It's all, and it's from, and all the, um, you know, the wind from the, is hitting the water and blowing cold air at you. And you're like, dude, what the fuck happened? Like, drop, like, 
10, 15 degrees just by walking over like a little like hump. Oh, uh, yeah. That is like, it's like when you go, when you're out and like, even when you're just like not at the beach, but you're walking around like a uh, buildings or something like that. And you go and you cut off that wind or you go to the wind. It either lowers or raises the temperature. Exactly. Uh, Has the weather been weird out there for you? Like over the course of the last week? We had a good storm, but it's been it's been staying warm. It was it got a little cold. Um, we get a lot of wind out here for whatever reason. A lot more windy than Ohio and California. So like um, we were debating on moving some of our plants outside. Um, so because I've been growing peppers, and so we had to keep them inside because the wind was so bad. Uh, on two days ago, uh, it was ridiculous. So. I mean, because I have to, I'm like, I'm at the point too, where I'm going to have to probably build like a little like gate, like a little holder for my trash cans. Because when they're empty and the wind strikes in like this, it like, it'll knock the trash can over and like blow the trash can down the street. If, if we're not paying attention, like we have to have them like really tucked in in a certain, a certain spot kind of underneath one of the windows of the house to help block the wind from picking it up. But it's super ridiculous. Yeah. Cause the reason I asked is cause last Monday it was like six, six in the low sixties and rainy. And then Friday was, oh, was a hundred and then today <laughs> it's like 71. And then Tuesday is supposed to be like 95 again. Jeez. So, it just can't make up, and then and then it's supposed to cool down again to like the seventies by like Friday. <laughs> Fair. And enough. it's like we're getting the summer appetizer, the teaser of summer coming. Oh god, terrible. <laughs> oh man, nobody wants to deal with that. But no, no I would say um, overall, it's definitely a fun. It was definitely a nice beach. It, the sand was really nice. It was clean. Um, waves weren't too too choppy everybody everybody seemed to be like spread out and having a good time so i would definitely um definitely a fun beach i don't know if it's my favorite beach yet but it was definitely nice it was a nice easy walk to the beach um from the parking lot and so no no complaints it was a nice day i uh, i did make a special lemonade drink for myself so as i was sitting on the beach i was able to drink some nice cold lemonade and really just relax and look at the look at the ocean and think about that versus everything else. So it was a, by, by was a good lemonade, time. By special lemonade, you mean you use like expensive lemons? You put some like vodka in it or you put some marijuana in it? Um, I may use a, a bubbly drink uh, inside the lemonade to give it some oomph. Ah. Some power. Are there, um, at that beach, are there, like, other amenities, like, some of the beaches out here where there's, like, it's just the sand in the water, and you're kind of out, and there's nothing, but then other beaches, like Huntington or whatever, there's, like, um, a uh, little area where there's shops and restaurants and stuff. Is it, what kind of beach is it? Well, the state park, it had, like, the, it had a building for, like, a restroom, and it looked like, I, I'm assuming... They would, during the summer, or maybe even previous years, they opened up, like, a food shack or something, maybe during the busy months. But you really have to go to a beach with a boardwalk if you want, like, the shop experience. Like, oh. Seaside has a, a boardwalk. A couple of them have boardwalks um, as well. So it just depends on which ones you check out. But um, when you once you get to the boardwalks, though, you know, you it's like walking through Vegas. You got You got an interesting crowd um basically going on the boardwalk so it's really it it can be kid friendly maybe more during the day but i know at night especially like um you have to be careful around um atlantic city at night that one is kind of like one of the ones you got to be a little bit more mindful of what you're doing like it's like venice beach basically now yeah i guess so depending on how venice is so yeah, Venice is like, like more homeless people now than there used to be, and they're you know just apparently like getting in fights and harassing people. So, yeah, fun. 
Good times. Oh man, so I know we talked about Destiny two last week, and I put this on the on the on the list without consulting you about what I'm talking about. And you're like, wait, I thought we talked about that stuff last week, and I was like, we did. I have a new complaint. <laughs> And it kind of goes with it being like the whole, it being like uh, trying to you know cohabitate itself as being an MMO and a shooter. Mm-hmm. So in Final Fantasy fourteen, like you when you jump in um, to do like a dungeon or something, um, you have an option to click a box to either opt in or out of joining in progress. Like if you mm-hmm. want to join from the beginning, or if you want to join whatever's happening in progress. Like, you just need to basically, like, whatever you need to do just involves beating the final boss. Mm-hmm. Like, um, so in Destiny, they don't, it's like, um, and then you'll go to, you'll go into a thing and it's like, um, in progress, options selected. And it's like, wait, I didn't select anything. So, you know, a couple months ago, I went and tried to find how to opt out of the whole in progress thing because it fucking is stupid in Destiny because there's no, Benefits, because I think in um, like Final Fantasy, like especially if you're like a um, like a rarer class, mm-hmm. like you get like sometimes like if you're a, um, a class that everybody uses, like a, a the the DPS, the damage classes, like you, some dungeons you have to wait like you would have to wait like an hour to get into the dungeon. Yeah. And then, but if you're like a tank or a healer, like you can just wait like seconds. And if you um, opt to do the in progress, that might lower your weight a little bit for like DPS even. Like if somebody okay. rage quits. Yeah. Or disconnects or something, but there's no benefit. There's no reward. Like, I was reading, because I was trying to find out how to undo the option. I'm like, well, it's not in the game. Maybe it's on their their website, because a lot of games do that. They're like, oh, go to the website. And so I went to the, found the forum where people were talking about it and a couple Reddit posts. And they're like, yeah, you know, they make it seem like I wanted to do this, but I don't. I want want the whole dungeon, because I was doing one of the strikes for the event. Mm Mm-hmm. And when I came in, they were literally halfway through with the final boss. Oh, got you. I think I got, like, six kills of, like, um, the spawns. And, like, because by, by the time it's like, wait, where am I? What's going on? Like, you, you have to take a second to catch your bearings in progress. I think, I'm like, I'm like, I don't even know why I'm here. Like, apparently they didn't need me. <laughs> but then so like some people are suggesting it's like well if you're not going to take away the option like if you're not going to give us the option to um opt in or out of in progress you should at least uh give some sort of like in in game in match bon- like in bonus like um already have like your super set like mm-hmm. when you join or something you know yeah because yeah i've heard that complaint about pvp when a team is stomping and people start rage quitting on the other side coming in halfway through to a losing game. I mean, they did put in um, measures to prevent, like, losing decays on teams like that. So they've helped slightly, but, yeah, no, it's definitely... There's there's some need for some improvement. Yeah, because the same... It was either the same day or the day before I jumped into a, a Crucible match, and I think I, like... Um, was it was in there for like 30 seconds and the guy's like all right i'm calling it like <laughs> he like basically got pity mercy ruled and it's like dude i haven't even like like switched weapons yet <laughs> why'd you put me in here now i have to <laughs> loading screens the uh leaving the match the loading screen of waiting for the next match for nothing and, and it was an even longer one because this, you know, the team that I was on got stomped, so they had to find new, um, people. like, re- like separate the teams the way they do. So that takes even longer. But yeah, man, this that's one of those like, I guess, first world problems or like, um, um, there's like a term for it, like with like in Final, in, uh, Final Fantasy, like a like um, ease of lifestyle rule, where it'll just it just makes the game more fun and convenient to play as opposed to necessarily changing how the game is played or what's done in the game. Like you're not nerfing any weapons or anything. You're just not making the people hate your, your hate the developers for making them. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it would be nice to have a different selection um, because it does kind of, uh, it is kind of annoying. Um, 
to kind of go through that because sometimes like I don't mind jumping halfway through it especially like when I'm trying to just do my three strikes for the week to get like the pinnacle like I just want to get that shit over with I'm not interested in doing the long strikes so having the uh, ability to purposely do in progress games would be awesome but no I I mean I feel your frustration I've never really given a lot of thought just because I know it's just not a thing but yeah, no, it would be a, a nice concept to add in. Right. Like, you know, figure out a way like to reward the people with something. Um, if they do more, um, um, if they do opt in, you know, it's like, if you want to opt in for the in progress, maybe if they do, you know, maybe make it a triumph. And so people will, will do it. Will, so they'll get a bat and like make a badge or something like a, I don't know, something they, it's an MMO. Like, you'll figure something out. Give somebody a reward. Don't make it a punishment. There should be more rewards, less punishments for playing your games. Not just Destiny, but every game, right? <laughs> True. Oh, man. True. So, I went through, I, you know, kind of been slacking again on my comic book stuff. So, I bought, I, last, I went to players, like, it's been a few weeks now, and bought some comics, and I hadn't, uh, um, sorted them with the comics I have yet to read. And so I finally did. And of course, you know, I was missing a couple issues. So I had to find them, hunt them down online. And because I waited so long, I had to go to like multiple st- online stores to order them because they were out of stock. Yeah. But, um, once one series that I've been reading, I was only a few issues away from finishing. I didn't, uh, know that they had wrapped it up, but it's a image comic called paper girls. Mm-hmm. And the story is about these, uh, four uh newspaper delivery girls from 1988 and basically they ba- um don't really know each other but they end up kind of like not so much partnering up but agreeing to just look out for each other because they have to deal with like you know bullies and you know people like just treating them like shit because they don't you know they're paper girls and they're, they don't you know need respect and not even because they're girls but also you know it's just part of the job i guess of being harassed by older kids and people that don't want to pay their bills or dogs or whatever. So, you know, they have walkie, they have walkie talkies and they can call each other out. It's like, Hey, someone's in trouble. Let's go, you know, rescue them. And so the four of them kind of, you know, one day they start riding, they decided to just ride together. It's like the day after it's the morning after Halloween. And so all the troublemakers are still out. And while they're doing their route, um, somebody like, like basically people from the future show up and there's a huge fight and they end up getting sucked into this, like, and they end up time traveling to the future to like the, I think the first time it's like right around the year 2000 and like they run into like an older version of one of the girls and they end up just like jumping around through time. And there's this whole drama about this group that's trying to stop them because they think they're part of the resistance group that they're fighting against. And the resistant groups thinks that they're part of the old timers as they call them. So they're just basically trying to, get home but the other sides both of the sides fighting in this time war think that they're on the other team mm-hmm. and so it runs um 30 issues and so it's image so if, you know by saying that that means that uh they're really good about having trade paper books that out so there's all all by now all of the trades should be out it should be a five or six i can't remember if they do five issues a book or six issues a book um i think it's five issues a book so they should have six trades out um it's a pretty fun story um, about like friendship and just um, communicating and uh, just trying to figure out uh, maybe, maybe having all the power isn't the best thing in the world or like, or, you know, or maybe you misunderstand what you, what your purpose is kind of a thing. Um, But there's also some really cool concepts. Like they figure out how they can communicate from the future. They made a machine where they can communicate to the past by talking to them in their dreams. Mm-hmm. So this one girl's like having all these dreams, and then like as she's starting to realize her dreams are starting to come true. So it's it has a very much like a like in a way like a Stranger's Thing feel without like mm-hmm. so much of the nostalgia um, bomb that Stranger Things did. But I'm pretty sure this came out before Stranger Things. So I could have done some research and I meant to, but then I got lazy and realized I'm me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But then. Instead of reading a comic, I watched an, a television show based on a comic. Uh, all the episodes of Invincible are up on Amazon Prime. 
Um, you said you read the comic, right? I I haven't read the whole thing. I read. Um, a, but you read a big chunk. I've read. I think the first two, like compilation books. So probably up to maybe like twenty five, maybe. I, okay. I know, I know they got into the fifties for sure. I don't know how many issues they did or or how up, long it took to end. I think it's either at right at or right around a hundred issues. Because I hear when everybody talks about it, there's they talk about there's a hundred issues. So I don't know if it's exactly a hundred or if they're just rounding in either direction. Hmm. But um, holy shit, dude! This this comic is. I mean, this movie shows a bloody. Yeah, like, dude, uh, dude, I was like, holy shit. Like, at the end, I was like, holy shit. Did you watch it? I only watched the first episode. Okay. Yeah, there's, like, you know, people just being ripped in half. Like, like the first issue is the, like, the first episode is, like, the, like, it lulls you into, it's like, oh, this is a, a cool book, a cool show, I mean, because I've never read the book, so I didn't know what, I was, what to expect. And then the end hits, and it's just, like, people getting ripped in half, and their head being, head being crushed, and it's like, holy shit. And it just, it gets worse from there. Like, just blood everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's, but it's, it's a pretty good story. Um, basically this kid, his dad is the Superman of the planet. Um, yeah. And I would say this, this comic slash, um, uh, show really sets itself like it's, um, the Justice League. It literally the characters are mimicking and kind of making subtle jokes about the Justice League. So, like he is definitely like the Superman. When I say Superman, he is like the Superman character, right? Because the, then they have the like a like because he's solo, but there is a team that does team up together, and uh, there's like a the, there's definitely a Batman, an Aquaman, a Wonder Woman, a Flash. Mm-hmm. Um, Martian Manhunter is the other one that they, yeah. you know, the uh, hot girl, hot woman, or whatever with the big, yeah. the mace. So they definitely play like it's. It, I mean, it's a pretty good sized team. You know, and after after watching, because and I thought that I originally sent you the text saying it was done at the seventh episode, because yeah. I was looking it up online and everything I read said there was only seven episodes, except for like one thing that had an eight with like a blank spot and a question mark. And I'm like, wait, is there, is that like literally only one site spoiling that there's supposed to be an eighth episode? And then, so when I watched the seventh episode, it ends on this like extreme cliffhanger. And I'm like, this, this can't be the end of it. I'm like, unless they're like making new episodes and they just want people to like, like almost force people to watch the next season, which they did announce not just the second season, but a third season will be made. Hopefully they don't take as long as Netflix. But then there was an eighth episode um, that released this last Friday that I watched today. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm just watching this, and I'm like, if this if if this is close to the comics, which I can't imagine it not being, because it's like I know you know even though he changed stuff with The Walking Dead, Robert Kirkman didn't change a lot, a lot. He just changed like certain things that happened, but he made it happen to other people as opposed to. Like making it not happen or just making stuff up, but I can I can see how like this comic and The Walking Dead basically like changed comic books at the time. Like people were probably just like shocked at what was going on in the book because nothing like it, especially by DC or Marvel was out at the time. Correct. No, I mean it's it's a it was a good I remember reading Walking Dead and Invincible, good old my good old boy Mike uh, Mike Nieto was uh, letting me read the books and I mean it was definitely a lot different it was it was it was part of the reason I wouldn't say part of the reason but it was like one of the reasons why you enjoyed reading independent books is because everything just felt felt so superficial in Marvel and DC like it started just to get into you know the same routine that you follow into um with it and so it's hard to say like you know how it how the TV shows have adapted and and changed I mean some of it's just kind of like well what do we 
what do we need to do to, you know, to make it still that good? Because I've watched the first episode and I was kind of going through it. And honestly, I just don't, I don't feel the same as I, as I was when I was reading the book. Like, obviously I knew what was going to happen, but I, I don't know the ending. I never finished the book, but I don't remember like feeling the same way as the book when I was reading it. Like, I don't even know if I, like, I just kind of saw it. I just, it seemed kind of okay. Uh, you know, I like the art style. I just don't feel motivated to watch it, though. Like, I, don't, I have no motion. I, like, I don't have any motivation to, to finish watching it. Like, it wasn't like, I didn't, like, there was no hook that grabbed me. Like, I kind of knew, you know, from reading it, I knew what was going to happen, so. Okay, so. Cause I didn't, I had no idea. And when that, when what happened happened, I was like, holy shit, they did that. And there's a lot of, pretty much every episode has at least a couple moments, like where you're just like, wait, this wasn't a comic book. Like this was allowed to be printed by a comic book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know if they, I don't remember it being as gory. I feel like they turned up the, the goriness for the show. Maybe that had something to do with, um, the boys, but even the boys, like I, it just felt, it just feels so different than when I was reading it that like, I haven't even watched season two yet. Like I, like I keep forgetting that there's a season two. That's how much, that's how little I care about it. So oh, yeah. I don't know if it's just one of those things where like, it's just, you know, I'm going to read the books and enjoy the books and people that enjoyed the show that will never read the books. Like, I'm glad that you love it and that you that we both generally enjoyed the story of the boys separate, slightly different, but we both enjoyed it. Yeah, that I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, because um, and that's, you know, part of why, like, they change. Um, well, not a part. That's pretty much a big reason why they change anything that's um a book, you know, into like, whether it's a TV show or a movie, because, you know, like, uh, you know, as horrible as a person she's kind of become JK Rowling, you know, talked about some of the changes that she made, they made in the movie from the books. Mm -hmm. And she's like, yeah, because I didn't want the, the, the people that read the books to just be sitting there like bored and being like, okay, like, I know what happens. I know what happens. Like she wants them to have like, holy shit moments too. Mm-hmm. And then, like with Robert Kirkman, he changed stuff from the comic to the show Walking Dead because, like, as as he went as the book went on, he was like, he, he wanted to fix his mistakes. Like at the end of the first, what should have basically been the first season of the show, he killed Shane, and he gave an interview and he was like, "Man, in hindsight, dude, I wish I would have left that left a uh, Shane alive longer because." He was a good. He was. He had the potential to be a great character, and just so many great stories come out of him. And so that's a huge reason why they. Uh, he was alive after the first season, and mm-hmm. then, uh, even though he died an awesome death in the comic, the way he did it, you know. Yeah. Uh, where he was gonna, you know, he had Rick locked in on his sights, and then he got shot in the head from behind, and the camera pans back, and like the well, not the camera, but the the view of the comic. Pans back and Carl's standing behind him holding a gun. Coral? Carl! Carl, uh, you just can't kill people. Yeah, and but that was like after the whole, like, what, six issues of Carl trying to, like, pick, basically being torn between, you know, picking his dad who he thought was dead and the guy that, you know, married his mom and basically protected them and kept them alive during, you know, the whole entire zombie invasion up until that point. So... Uh, and then they also added characters like Daryl and I think Carol too, but for sure Daryl. I only wanted to say that because their names rhymed. But Dar- yeah, they, he made up that like, Daryl's like a new character, so I don't know if they made did that for the Invincible if they're adding characters or whatnot. But yeah, they're about forty-five-ish minutes long, and there's eight episodes, so it's not like the biggest investment in the world. True, not too bad. Yet, like I said, they announced two more seasons, and the voice cast is really good. I like they got uh, J.K. Simmons to play Omni Man, the Superman of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stephen Young from The Walking Dead is Invincible. Um, 
Oh, um, Zazie Beats, who was in uh, Deadpool, played um, uh, Domino. Gotcha. She yeah, what's that? I, no, I just said gotcha. I, I, some of the names like I see, and I'm just like, I'm sure they picked them for a reason. I have no idea. And that's the one thing I really do like about Amazon that other streaming services doesn't do. If you pause a show, and not only it'll like show what like the voice, whoever does the um, the whoever plays the characters that are on the screen. So even like with the boys or anything, like if you pause it and you were like, wait, who's that actor? All you have to do is just hit pause, and like a little like screen will pop up, and it'll have like their 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 IMDb picture and their name under it, and what character they're playing. Hmm. And even better is if they're playing a song, they'll have the name of the song and the artist down there as well. No, it is pretty. It's a pretty nice feature that they have. I did notice that when I would check different things. So you don't have to, you know, you don't have to necessarily pull out the Google machine to figure out <laughs> the voice actress of Amanda in the show is Zazie Beats. They'll tell you. Exactly. Oh, man. Well, yeah, because, I mean, I understand why you probably didn't want to watch the second season of The Boys and probably won't finish uh, Invincible is because you, uh, it'll cut into your weeb time. <laughs> Wow. Rude. I haven't watched one anime this whole week. I don't even want to hear it from you. I'm not talking about weave. this. Yeah, you're on vacation this week. Because <laughs> that's my normal job. That's, that's part of your job. Go, go, to, go to work. Go to, your, oh. go to the place that pays you and come home and pay to watch anime. That's your, those are your jobs. <laughs> it's, it was a weebless week for you. <laughs> I don't remember it being like that, but I'll take it. So... You know, a couple shows came back for second seasons. One of them that, um, and that, well, both of them I really enjoy watching. One of them is a Zombieland Saga. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is titled, as, but the second season on this one is Zombieland Saga Revenge. And it starts off talking about how at the basically at the end of last season, they, the, her, their uh, manager slash promoter wanted them to play in this huge stadium. And so then, they t- they weren't because normally they played clubs that fit like 500 people. So then they rented out this huge stadium for them to play in, and the, only those 500 people showed up. And so they like showed the stadium like at first they showed like the crowds all there, and then they pan back, and they keep panning back slowly until you realize that it's just like a small group of people in this huge empty arena. And so basically the band's in debt, so all the girls have to get part time jobs, and the manager just hangs out at this bar and gets drunk. <laughs> And so and they end up, you know, through a series of events, trying to get the band back together again and because like, they want to perform. They miss performing. And so they finally convince the manager to sober up. And, uh, <laughs> you know, like he's like, it's never going to happen again. And they're like, no. And so through the power of anime and love, the, anim- the manager shows up like they do a performance. I like, have the but, power of God and anime on my side. Exactly, because like when they first started, like their first performance, they ended up going to this like heavy metal, like show, and then they went over some fans with their like head head uh, head banging zombie antics, mm-hmm. and so they like without the manager there to help them, they basically decide to um, debut a new song that wasn't completely finished, and so it wasn't going very well until the manager, like basically like ran from the bar to where they're performing and started like chanting for them, and a huge fight broke out. And then, like, then it ends with him, like, doing his normal, like, pep talk in the morning where he just yells at them and calls them names. Zombies! Yes. <laughs> oh, man. So that's just the first, like, episode. Oh, and so the rest them, them trying to get the band back together again and be back to their uh, old ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one is uh, Laid Back Camp. Um... It basically continues where it left off in the last one where the girls, you know, kind of started realizing that they like camping and mm-hmm. um, the one, the main character, she decides to go solo camping again because she hadn't gone for a while. And the other character was like, this trying to, was, got her to join the group was like, well, why do you like solo camping? You know, don't you like camping with us? And she's like, no, I like camping with you, but sometimes it's just nice to um, feel the, um, the quiet of being alone. And, like, the other girl is definitely not one of those people that likes the quiet of being alone. She's very, like, um, 
very social person. Um, and so, you know, she like, she goes up going camping and the other girl like kind of figures out like what she means by the whole solitude of being like the quiet of being alone isn't necessarily being lonely, um, mm-hmm. through some stuff that happens. Um, and they're like basically going out and trying to set up with new gear. So they're trying out new, new gear, which is always funny on the show with the way they do it. Um, because they both, all, all of them had part-time jobs. And so they can expand their, um, camping equipment repertoire. Uh, it's still like, it keeps the charm of the show, man. It's, it's just a fun, laid-back show to watch. My uh, my wife's cousin, he has a daughter that's junior high-ish age, mm-hmm. um, right around there, maybe a little bit younger. But she, I guess he came across one of her homework assignments, and it was the like four things that she loves, and like one of them was ramen, and one of them was anime. <laughs> and so I recommended the show to him for her to watch because it's basic. I said it's a show. Of, uh, it's a, a show that. Uh, just professes the love of camping and eating ramen while camping. <laughs> so, cause that, that's kind of like a, from the first episode in the first season, there's like something that happened, like the girl's like the main girl, like is going to go camping and she's going to like make all her food, but things are going wrong. And then she's like, thinks she's going to go hungry. And she comes across a note from her mom. That's like, Hey, you know, just in case for emergency, I packed you a, a, a thing of ramen. And so that kind of becomes the whole thing. Like, where they end up like, eating ramen a lot of the times when they go camping when, you know, they can't cook until they <laughs> you know, get more equipment. And then the other sh- two sh- so I started watching two shows. Um, I don't know if you did or not, but one of them is called Nana. Nana? Mm, I don't think I watched this one. Eh, it's all right. Apparently, I was talking to a guy I work with. Like, he knows more about anime than I. Um, and at first he was like, he had he didn't know what it was, and then he's like, "Oh wait, it's this show," and apparently, and I looked it up, and it's uh, it started it's um, one of those it's an older anime, um, that they're basically re um, redrawing, and re-releasing. Oh, really? Yeah. So this girl, she's like, her name's Nana, and she's like, gonna move from the count from the countryside to live with her boyfriend in Tokyo, and so she goes to get on the train, and all the seats are full except for like one seat next to this like like punk rock looking girl with a guitar on the seat and she has like her headphones in and she goes to ask her if she could sit there. But then like, because of the snow that's going on, the train like stops. And so she ends up falling forward and the guitar lands on her and well, they end, and they end up sitting together and they kind of talk and the main character gets a phone call and she's like, says her name. And when she hangs up, the girl's like, wait, that's my name too. So they're both named. That's where they get the name of the show. They're both, the characters are named Nana. And so, it's just basically them, um, a story of their, like, um, the main character's life leading her to Tokyo so far is a lot of what they've shown, but I guess at some point they start to kind of focus on their life together as being roommates, because they end, through scenarios, they end up being roommates at a apartment, they end up renting an apartment together. Interesting. So. Yeah, it seems uh, like there's only four episodes on BRV. Yeah, it's new. Like, like the redo is new. Okay. And then the fi- the other one that I've watched, I've only watched. I'm, I'm behind. I've only watched. Oh, there's only three episodes. I've watched them all, I guess. It's um. Um, Oso Osamake, rom com where the childhood friend won't lose. And it's this face of this guy. He come to find out he was a a child actor at the insistence of his mom, who ends up passing away when he was young and. Well, filming a show that they, and so he kind of loses his love of acting and just wants to be a, a normal kid. Mm-hmm. And so he goes to the school and there's a girl there that he has a crush on. Like super, of course she's like the most popular girl that everybody has a crush on. But then he also has this friend that's like super cute that all the guys also have a crush on. <laughs> and so you know, it's like the title. It's like, oh, the one where the childhood friend doesn't lose. And it's like, he's going to end up hooking up with his, uh, the childhood friend. But then come to find out, of course, you know, a little minor spoiler here in the, in the, according to the laws of anime, hmm. um, you know, they tell this backstory about when he was younger and how, um, his dad had a friend that was like, who had a daughter that was a huge fan of his show. And the daughter wanted to meet, well, I don't even know if they say daughter, but they say the kid wants to meet. And so they kind of hang out a couple times and then something happens. They just never see each other again. And of course you come to find out that the popular girl 
was that kid. <laughs> like he knew her as a different name. Ah, uh, gotcha. And so now, like reading the comments, and it's like, oh, this is kind of bullshit. They're both childhood friends. Like, that's a, that's a <laughs> uh, got you good fucker. Yeah, that's like a teasy title because the childhood friend won't lose. So if either of them uh, ends up with him, then they didn't lose. <laughs> Uh, that's terrible. I did watch the first episode. Dude, I just feel like this show's gonna be so much cringe, man. Like, uh, just after watching the first episode and how, like, how they, he just talks about breaking her heart and this and that and dealing with the other guy. I'm just like, oh my god, I don't know if I can handle this. It's, it's not that bad, but there are a couple moments so far. Like, um, so once he finds out that like the girl that he likes was, you know, is that girl and stuff. And so, cause she lied and said she had a boyfriend to get even to like make him jealous. And so he's, that's why he vows to get revenge on her is because she has a boyfriend. How dare her. Yeah. So then like her, him, him and the friend agree on dating, even though the girl actually likes him and he's like, Whoa, no, ew, kind of a thing. So at the end of the third episode, there's a, um, or is it the second episode? And then they kind of—I think it's the end of the second episode, and they deal with it the third episode. But uh, he, uh, he, uh, there's a way he's gonna get revenge is he's gonna have the popular girl write a play, but then him and his friends are gonna like kind of twist it to where like her when her boyfriend's on, she's gonna he's gonna come out and do it when her uh, her boyfriend's on stage, and then embarrass the boyfriend, and then he's gonna I guess have a, a love confession thing at this festival. Where guys literally go up, stand on stage with a microphone and a spotlight, and tell instead of going up and tell a random girl in the crowd that he likes them, and then the girl, then they put a spotlight on the girl with a microphone, and then the girl like it basically is almost like pressured into saying yes, yeah. or she's the asshole. Yes. And so he gets up there and he finally like gets the microphone and he's gonna confess his love and everyone and like they keep panning on the the popular girl that he likes, and he's like. I didn't know it was you, this and that. And he's like, and then he starts, he brings up the, the friend that, that likes him. And she's like, he's like, and you, you've always been there for me and this and that, you know, and I came up here and I was going to get revenge on the popular girl because I love her, but I realized I love you instead. What do you say? And then they, they go to her and she's like, no. <laughs> and so that was the end of the third episode. So that's where they're at. So at the end, like basically like, they show two of the people in the group that aren't the three, yeah. and he's like, they're like, wait, so not, like none of them ended up with the person they wanted to because he, <laughs> the main popular girl, thought she was gonna he was gonna confess to her, and he didn't. The friend likes him and wanted him to confess to her, and when he did, she was being stubborn and said no, and so they show like all three of them basically like in separate areas crying, and that's how the shit, that's how episode three ends. <laughs> nice so yeah I don't know it's it's not it's out of those two I'd, I'd probably this one at least has like seems a little more entertaining because the main character in Nana is like beginning of episode 4 Luke Skywalker whining just like every, like complains about everything and I'm like watching <laughs> this I'm like wait this is like supposed to be like like a classic great anime that's weird <laughs> Oh man, so that's too that's too funny. Yeah, I mean, I'll, maybe I'll check it out once I get I get caught up. I know I'm watching a lot of other things, and I didn't I I haven't really watched anything this week, so I feel like I'm behind now. <laughs> yeah, like at least one week behind episodes. Uh, exactly, exactly. So. And with that, that is the end of today's episode. Thanks for hanging out with us, everybody. Make sure you follow us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Play, Stitcher, Amazon Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Danny's Untapped, all those fantastic places. Make sure you leave us a review saying we're the best, even though we know probably we're not. But we'll still take it. We'll take your pittiness. We appreciate it. It's like participation trophies. We'll still take it. As a millennial, you definitely will take the participation trophies. 
Here we go. I think they started think... with Gen X, right? Or no, I think I think it was like I may I think well, we kind of were getting them a little bit, but not that much. And then I think um, maybe like Gen X. I think it's it's weird that the millennials can you know Generation Z get blamed for participation trophies, but it's like the baby boomers and Gen X that bought them for the kids. Exactly. Like I've never driven by a, a trophy store and seen like a line of second graders with their allowance waiting. Themselves <laughs> trying to trying to buy trophies. Yes. Uh, exactly. Some adult. Exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, everybody. Until next week, we'll see you next time. Later. Later, skater. Thank you.